Hey, this is Amy Bentley with RWMS Group, and you are listening to MTMV Sports. Keep it locked. Hey, how you doing? This is Rick Sincere with MTNV Sports. So happy to be joined today um, by one of the fastest athletes in the NFL right now. Hands down, the track legend from LSU, Cyril Grayson Jr. I'm on the line with him right now. Cyril, how you doing, sir? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me here. I'm so excited to be able to interview with you guys and share a little bit of my story and just, you know, chat. Yeah, man. It's, it's, look, it was cool. Like talking to you in the in the pre pre talks, man. Got a chance to know that you're from like the same area I'm from, man. And I know you were a legend in that in that area too. Yeah, definitely. Some of my friends even call me the the Kenner City legend. You know, uh, I think it's funny because uh, I try to be as humble as possible. But I think it's um, kind of cool that those guys respect me in the way that they do. That's dope, man. Um, so you you had a chance to to start Roma for a little while, and then you went on to LSU to set all types of records. Um, as a track athlete, man. Um, talk to us a little bit about your journey to LSU. Um, so my journey to LSU was kind of real cool. Just the recruiting process was great with those guys. I mean, the recruiting process altogether was amazing. Um, I enjoyed myself at all of the visits that I went to and um, the fun part, if it was based on fun, you know, it would have been a real hard decision. But when I was able to interact with the guys and pick up the vibe of those guys, it reminded me so much of the same thing that I had in high school, the brotherhood there. And I immediately felt connected with some of the guys there. And I mean, I, couldn't envision myself being anywhere else but LSU with those guys. Was there um, so? Was there something about playing for LSU that that kind of you know fit with you? Did were you excited to play for LSU because you were so close? Um. So I, I guess originally I wasn't super, you know, pro go to LSU. I definitely was a fan um, because it was the hometown team and just rooted for them all the time, but. I always wanted to kind of get away, go far away, kind of explore myself, you know, and just different stuff like that. But then just the vibe of it. I mean, nothing like Louisiana, nothing like New Orleans. Um, So I was just excited to be able to, you know, represent that school and my city, my state. And so, I mean, that part was amazing. Your introduction into football was a little different as well, right? I'm, I, 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 based on what I'm hearing, I think you started off playing around your junior, senior year of high school, and then you just kind of got in and started breaking all type of records. Um, how, how was that? No, I don't, I don't know who told you in my junior or senior year. I mean, that's funny, though. <laughs> I, I missed my first year because of an injury. I've been playing football since – I was four years old. Oh, wow, okay. You know, so it was was really cool um, growing up, competing against my cousins, my family, you know, my friends in the neighborhood. And I always was, uh, I was always kind of good, good enough, you know. Um, I was a leader on the teams that I was on. And, you know, I played through high school. I actually earned a starting spot my very first year, my ninth grade year. Um, as kick returner there, which was really exciting because before our summer camp had started, you know, I was kind of low on the depth charts, and then I caught 
one of the punts or whatever on scout team, made one of the guys miss, and then I just showed that I had something different within me. I mean, I was real small, so once the season ended up coming, I ended up getting hurt like our first game with an elbow injury that set me back for the whole year. And then my sophomore year, I started playing cornerback, and, you know, I was starting with the defense there, playing some wildcat offense, and just filling in a lot of roles, kind of like the athlete player that they'll consider those type of guys now in high school. Um, and then finally, so this is kind of where the story kind of is similar to what you were saying before. Then that's when I moved to receiver, and I kind of found my niche there, and I broke all of those um, those season records, some game records, you know, so – when I, once I found myself there at receiver, it was exciting. I knew that I could go to the next level, but it was kind of hard because I hadn't been looked at at that position the entire time. So the re- recruiting process for football was a little harder than it was for track because track, the times told itself I've been winning state since my sophomore year. Um, so, yeah, um, and then I ended up not being able to play in college because I signed my track scholarship, which was kind of sad or kind of devastating to me from being a football guy. So so you found your niche. You found your right position around your junior and senior year. Absolutely. All right, awesome. All right, cool. But your your journey to the NFL is a little bit unique because, like you said, you didn't play in college at all, Um, but – you you found your way back. You you went to LSU's pro day. You ran a four three and a forty, and then soon after that, you signed with the Seahawks, right? After not playing in high school, what led you back? Or what drew you back to football? Um, what drew me back to football was that that same dream that I had, you know, when I was young, that when I was four years old, that I wanted to play at the highest level. Just being a competitor you always want to compete at the highest level against the same guys that's just like you that want to compete at the highest level who don't want to go against those pushovers. But let's see who's really the best. So um, just to be around like those minds and those people that are great at the craft at football, and I kind of wanted to be around that. I always wanted to do it in college. I didn't get a chance to. And so doing it in, at the professional level, was the only other option. I couldn't. I had no more years of eligibility. I didn't want to go and play flag football for the rest of my life, and it was the time for it. If I would have waited any time, then I would have maybe been 40 or 50 years old thinking about regrets that I might have had for not even giving the shot or a try. Um, so that was just, that was where the driving forces for me to go out at pro day and to go to different workouts for CFL teams to try and get a shot to play again. Man, I love that. I love the fact that, you know, you had a dream and then you, you had an opportunity to make that dream come true and you didn't wait for it. I mean, that's, that's inspirational in and of itself, man. Definitely. And that's, that's just one thing that I kind of try to preach to everybody that I know, anybody that's going after any type of dream that, you know, the time is now, um, why why not go for what is there to wait for um because when you wait you know you're just giving other people opportunities to you know fill those roles for you 
Yeah, you've you've had a chance to to play on a few NFL teams so far. You you um, got a chance to kick off with the Seahawks. From there, you know a few different other teams. You had some stints with the Colts, the Bears, the Texans, and now you're signed with the New Orleans Saints. How did this particular opportunity with the Saints materialize? Um, materialized when I was released from the Bears. Um, I was sitting at home trying to figure out what the next move was going to be. And then my dad was talking to me, and he was telling me that the Saints were having a rookie minicamp. So I hit up one of my friends who had one of the coach's numbers. And he sent me the number. I texted coach. Coach texted me back, trying to figure out who I was. You know, and I'm just like, I just got released. And then he found a way to get me into that camp. And then once I ended up getting into their rookie minicamp, and I showed what I had or the potential that I had. I was able to turn that into a contract and a chance to go to their veteran camp and continue through um, training camp to try to make the scene. Now, ever since you got there, man, you've been turning heads. Like in, in mini camps and OTAs, you've been doing your thing. Sean Payton has even commented uh, on you several times. He's talked about your exceptional speed, and he's talked about the way you've been performing. What about this opportunity gets you the most excited? Um, just the fact that um, it's an opportunity to continue my career, to continue to try to inspire people um, to never give up on their dreams. Um, as well as doing it at home, um, in front of my family, in front of my friends, the people I grew up with, um, and just doing it for a team that I rooted for all my life. That, that's what excites me the most. So so talk to me. What would be a successful season for Cyril Grayson? Um, a successful season for Cyril Grayson is to stay on the 53-man roster the entire year. Um <laughs> And then turn that into, um, you know, another opportunity. Because I believe I'm on a one-year deal with them. Um, so if this turns into, you know, a longer stint with the Saints or, you know, or I end up having to go somewhere else, you know, just doing what I do, getting playing time, um, making plays. Because um, I think once once I get started, you know, I think that I'll be able to, coming to my own the only thing that I feel like I lack is the experience um playing at this high level so I believe that I'm a playmaker and that once I'm able to make plays and I will be able to get out there with those guys that I'll be able to be a playmaker and that I'll be able to be a contributor with this team and with this program Sarah, well, your type of speed, man, there's just so much that you can add to an NFL team. And, and that's probably why you've had the, the opportunities that you've had. Do you envision a specific role for yourself on the Saints team this year? Um, I think that um, whatever the vision that Sean Payton has for me and the coaches around them, that's exactly what I'm envisioning. Mm, <laughs> I hear you. I'm, <laughs> I hear you. I'm, I'm, I'm dreaming the exact same dream they're dreaming, you know. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm here. I, I just read a post on um, the Saints, um, the Saints' Instagram, and it was about Taysom Hill. And they asked Taysom, you know, what position do you play? And they said Taysom's answer was yes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so what, whatever role that they have me in, whatever role that they want to put me in, that yes. <laughs> yes, that, that's me. So 
If you want me to be a three, a deep threat, I'll be a deep threat. Yes. If you want me to be a slot receiver, I'll be a slot receiver. Yes. If you want me to be, you know, the guy <laughs> off of the bench, you know, I'll be that six man. You know, but I'll be a returner. I'll be whatever. I'll be the center. <laughs> you know, so that that's kind of. I don't want to envision things and kind of um, put my hopes in different areas of wanting to be something because I'm open to whatever and I'm just trying to learn and just trying to be everything that the program that I'm in has for me because being with a lot of different programs, you know that your role can change at any moment. And once you get stuck in your head about doing something specific, It'll change for you without you wanting it to change. Man, I love that attitude. That's That seems like the absolute right attitude going into this situation. It seems like, you know, with that type of attitude, you can't be disappointed. You can only be, you know, there as a uh, as a contributor. Absolutely, and that's what I want to do. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Look, you're um you're a Louisiana native. Um, you play football. You know, um, in in that state, decorated athlete at LSU, and now you're competing for a spot on the Saints roster. What would it mean to you to make a huge contribution on the field this season for the Saints? I mean, it, it'd be great. Um, I, I kind of think about when I was in high school. You know, I won state championships. Um, when I was in college, I was able to win a national championship. So. If I'm able to contribute to this team and bring another help bring another Super Bowl to the um, city and to the state, then, I mean, I think I'll be able to say I finished, I accomplished everything that I could with Louisiana sports. Yeah, that's, that would be big. Look, the competition at wide receiver is pretty stiff. Like, there's a, a lot of people there. Um, there's a lot of different types of players, right? There's your your tall, um, just kind of you know good, reliable targets. There's you know some short, um, some, you know quicker guys. My my overall question is this: Have you been able to pick up a lot of tidbits from the veterans on why you've been preparing? Who's kind of been in offense for a little while? Yes, definitely. Um, just picking the brains of those guys. Um, the older guys. I'm sitting next to them. I'm talking to them. I'm. You know, after every play, you know, I I run back over, talk to the coaches, talk to them, just trying to get in the same mindset of the guys there because they set the culture there. Um, We're just coming in and trying to blend with the culture and find our own place in that same building. Um, So just trying to pick up everything that they have to teach. I'm just a sponge trying to soak up everything that I can just being a young player period as well as being new to this offense have your teammates been really open with those tidbits and have that that relationship already started to form with you and those guys definitely um I mean I've, I've only been there for a short period of time but they're real open they're not you sometimes you'll go to different places a lot of people don't really talk to you um but these guys are open just because it's a competition setting, right? Yeah. So a lot of people don't try to, um, they know that it's a competition, so they're not trying to help you. But I guess these guys are confident in who they are, and they just want somebody to help. So why not help the guy that might be here with you? Love you know, somebody, somebody in, that, in the locker room is there to help. 
That's awesome, man. That's awesome to hear. Um, a lot of you know, I mean, as a as a, a New Orleans Saints fan myself, I've been able to kind of watch that culture build over time, and it seems like a great team atmosphere. Do you get that sense while you're there? Definitely, um, a great team atmosphere, um, a, a great winning atmosphere, right? Um, and that comes with being a team. So, um, a lot of people don't understand what it means to be in the locker room that has a winning vibe. A lot of people don't know what it's like to be in a locker room that is blending together um, on offense and defense with competition in the middle. Mm. So it's kind of, you know, so we compete, we have fun, um, but it's business. And we all are here on a common goal. And it's ultimately to win the NFC and to win a Super Bowl. Um, so that's what we do. And it's just great being in the locker room and knowing everybody has that same mentality, that same goal. Cyril, can you give us the the difference? Like, what, what is that different feeling of being on a winning team and in a winning winning culture? Like, what is that feeling? What's the, what's the difference between that and being in something that feels a little bit more like a losing culture? Yes. So when you're in a losing culture, you feel like you, oh, I gotta go to work today. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I get when it. You're in a winning, when you're in a winning culture, you're excited about what you're doing. Um, you get to, you know, I get to go to work to get today. Um, you know, I get to hang around the boys. I get to do this, and, and that's what it's all about. You know, just not not feeling drained when you go there, but kind of enthused and happy about being there. You've been on a few different teams and had a chance to see a couple different teams operate. What about Coach Sean Payton and his offense kind of stands out from your other experiences? Um, Every opportunity that I've I've been at so far has been real good um, and exciting to be a part of and the great coaches and the players that I've been around. So it's been real exciting. I'm still learning this place over here um, from what, I've been around so far and what I've been observing, it's greatness from the top to the bottom. And I'm just excited to be around the culture and to be able to learn from such a great mind and just do whatever he tells me. Because, I mean, everybody knows that he has some good history of taking no-name guys into making them household names. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us. You're listening to our interview with Cyril Grayson of the New Orleans Saints right now, wide receiver. He is competing for a spot on the 53-man roster and getting ready for training camp. You're joining us right now. We're going to take a small break, and we'll be right back. Aaron Simpkins here, the host of the True Strength Life podcast and owner of True Strength Apparel. Check out truestrengthapparel.com, where we have tank tops to flip-flops and anything in between, all based on a message of the truth of Jesus Christ. Keep it locked right here with my family from the My Team, My Voice Sports Podcast Network. And don't forget to check out TrueStrengthApparel.com. Are you a believer who enjoys Marvel or DC Comics? Do you just love a good superhero story? You do? Awesome. Then check out Waywater Entertainment's new digital comic, Legacy AD, now available on Amazon.com and the Amazon Kindle app. Get ready for a new superhero who loves and serves Jesus Christ. For more information, check out LegacyADCartoon.squarespace.com. 
All right, what's up with it? This is May May, and you're listening to MTMV Sports. Keep it locked, baby. All right, we're back. Um, Cyril, let's let's talk a little bit, man. I, I've I've kind of heard that I've heard you say this in the past. You said that you're working on breaking free from coverage and kind of creating space for yourself. That's the part of your development as a wide receiver. And you're competing against a very talented group of defensive backs in New Orleans. Which DB generally presents the most trouble when they're covering you in practice? <laughs> Which DB presents the? I don't even. I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> this is hard. Um, I, which one presents the biggest difficulty for me? Um, Who gives you that challenge? DB, oh, the, the, the one that gives me the biggest challenge is, um, the, I think his last name is Grayson. Nope. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> not not saying that to you know discredit any of the guys, but I just think that if I'm on top of my game, that um, I think I I'll kill myself more better worse than I would with somebody else. You know, if I'm competing at my highest level, then I feel like I'm going to do great. Um, it's not that I mean there there's some great DBs, but I like to have confidence in my in myself. And then all the receivers, actually, you know, um, it's just a mentality that we have to kind of go one-on-nones, and that's kind of what we um, talk about, um, just beat the competition. Because if I'm not beating him, then I'll end up at home. Is that DB that you were talking about, is he from LSU, or did he go to LSU? Um, Yeah. Did he he run track or anything? Yeah, I think so. I think he, he ran track. He, you know... Competed at a high level. Okay. Some good accolades. <laughs> um, you know, so. <laughs> Love it, bro. Yo, so um, you said if you're at the top of your game, right, and it's kind of a you-against-you situation, what techniques have you been learning to help you create some space when you're running your routes? Um, let's see. Uh, the techniques is run fast, you know, um, stay on top, you know, squeeze, stay close to the defender. Mm. Um. And just kind of just accelerating out of each break, and and with clean feet. So that that's kind of what I've been doing, attacking the ball. So that that's that's what I've been doing to kind of be good, a better receiver. Awesome. Now training camp is is right around the corner, and and I know you've heard the stories of guys kind of going from you know really really not doing super well in, in OTAs or, or mini camps and then really showing out in, in training camp. And then you've heard the opposite where people are doing really well in OTAs and mini camps and not, you know, show up when it's time, right, in, in training camp. With training camp being around the corner, how are you right now preparing yourself to really wow the Saints coaching staff when training camp kicks off? Um, training every day, um, four or five days a week. Lifting weights, stand on top of my body, making sure I'm healthy, right? Because um, you can't make the team in the tubs. Mm. So I'm um, just trying to make sure my body is prepared and ready to go for um, OTAs. I'm learning the playbook. I'm just trying to be ready to play fast. So whenever we start going against other guys, I can just continue to show my progress. So what about training camp and preseason action excites you the most? 
just to go against some different guys. We see the same guys every day. Um, so, and then we can kind of actually see it in game seven. Um, I don't really, I haven't been able to play in any regular season games. So I guess I excited about the playoffs. I mean, the preseason. Um, so just because I get to put on that uniform and play on under the lights and then I maybe can make a good opportunity for myself to be doing that for the next 17 weeks after the preseason is over. Okay. So let's, let's talk a little bit off the field. Um, are there any major causes that you're supporting outside of football? Anything that really, you know, um, touches your heart? I know you would participate in, in baskets of hope in Atlanta. You've done a charity softball game that's supported team Gleason. Are there any like other major things that really um, touch home? Um, yes, actually, um, I'm kind of super excited about, um, today, um, I was able to get, uh, um, you know, a text message from, uh, my friend Jasmine, who I'm actually kind of in business with in a way, um, we're getting a, um, nonprofit started and we got approved today and we're officially a nonprofit, um, and that's Project No Limits. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate it. And that's Project No Limits. And no is N-E-A-U-X, limits. And we're just excited about being able to expose athletes to the importance of preparation through education, through connection, through experience. Um, So we're trying to bridge that gap and give athletes all access to, you know, bona fide wins, if you will, you know, through wellness, connection, community. We want to help with on um, mental health, with nutrition, with physical well-being, and with professional and personal development. So um, this school year, we plan on getting it kick-started, and I'm just super excited. I've been connecting with a lot of different nonprofits. Last night, I was at a mixer with a bunch of different nonprofits, and so we're just trying to go full steam ahead and change some of these um, lives of these kids, break some barriers, um, and that's what I'm passionate about. That's what I'm excited about. Um, you know, kids and just people who are coming up because I want to break that cycle of those guys who I was growing up with, who didn't make it to the next level, who had the talent to, who didn't make it to the next level and ended up in jail or had to end up in the streets because they couldn't break the cycle of their family. And I want to be able to help those people and put them in a better situation. Is there a particular um, age that you're targeting? Are you targeting high school athletes? Or are you going to start early with them, like in maybe elementary, middle school? Yeah, so this first year, uh, this first semester, we want to kind of start with high school um, age boys um, and start with them with, as our incubators. And we want to pair them with college students. So it's kind of with for both of them. That's, that's kind of my vision to kind of put college guys blended with these high school guys. And we want to make them mentors for the high school guys so that they can keep themselves accountable because they're mentoring some people that's looking up to them. And then these high school boys are looking up to these guys who are older than them. That's doing the right thing. So it's kind of making, it's kind of, you know, going to bridge that gap between high school college and the professional level because we'll have all those people connected 
and they'll know everything. It's going to be real transparent, and we're just trying to make these boys grow. Man, that's awesome. That is absolutely awesome. A lot of people, well, actually, here's what I've, I've found um, from most of the guys who are coming from um, LSU and leaving LSU, going into the professional ranks, a lot of them reach back. Tyrone Matthew always reaches back, right? Um, you're another one right now reaching back. And a lot of guys reach back um, and try to make sure that the next generation of athletes are, are, you know, cared for and doing well and also have some role models. I think this is absolutely excellent, Doc. Definitely. Um, it's kind of selfish of us if we don't give back. I think that um, in a way we're kind of obligated to. Um, if you if you care enough about the place that you come from and other people. This world, um, there's so much not about us individually, but it's about everybody collectively. And if you can help, I think that that's what you're supposed to. I believe in solidarity. Uh, I believe in helping out a person if they need it. So I think that that's my lifestyle. That's what I grew up around, and that's who I want to be. Absolutely love it, Doc. Um, there's there's one more thing we, we kind of do on the show all the time. We do a would you rather section uh, where we kind of just, you know, ask some questions, they random fun questions. Um, you give me the what you'd rather do or what you'd rather have or where you'd rather be. Then from there, man, you know, you just answer the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay, let's do it. You ready? Yes, sir. I will right, we'll start off with something light. All right, cool. So you got a chance to go into a po' boy shop. Would you rather have a shrimp po' boy, catfish po' boy, crawfish po' boy, or a fried oyster po' boy? Give me the shrimp po' boy. Okay. <laughs> Fully dressed? Fully dressed, no pickles. Okay. <laughs> no, okay. Okay. The hot sauce and the ketchup, we good. Let's go. All right, good, good, good. For those people, if you're listening and you don't know what fully dressed means, go look it up, right? <laughs> <laughs> you'll, you'll get a kick out of it. All right, cool. So here we go. Um, All right. Now this is a basketball question, right? Um, and You let me know kind of how you feel. Would you rather the Pelicans have kept Anthony Davis, right, but he's happy to be there and they pass on Zion, or would you rather them have shipped off AD, right, and draft oh, Zion Williamson. <laughs> um, I think. Um, oh boy, this is a tough one. I love AD. Oh, ship AD off. <laughs> <laughs> I love and AD. Ship AD off. <laughs> you know he wasn't happy here. You know, there's a lot of stuff you can get with them. You can build a team around them, and that's what they seem like they're doing. So, yo, are you excited about the Zion Williamson era? I am. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get me. A, I might get me a Zion Williamson jersey. I might get me a Pelicans jersey. I, I really think I'm gonna get me a, um, a Alfred Payton jersey. Okay, just because he's a guy that's from the city too. Okay. Know? Man, I know. Yeah. Um, I think Alfred just got signed by the New York Knicks. No way. So yeah. I, I, I better not give me an Alfred jersey. <laughs> I'm not paying attention enough, huh? It's all good. Look, man, the way this free agency stuff is flying, dude, it's so hard to keep up with. Yeah. Yo, okay, cool, yeah. cool. We got two so far. All right, let's hop in number three. All right, here we go. Would you rather be known as the greatest track athlete in LSU history or the fourth greatest Saints wide receiver of the Sean Payton era? We got, let's do, 
the fourth greatest receiver in the Sean Payton era. Wow. Okay. Okay. Why? Um, I mean, it's the professional level. It's the highest level. So why not be the fourth? I mean, we got some greats, you know? We got who? Joe Horn? Yeah. We have... We have Marcus Colston. Well, Joe, you, you know what? Joe Horn may not fully be considered full Sean Payton. Yeah. Let's see. So we got Joe, Marcus Colston. Yeah. And probably... Um, we have... Um, oh, we got... We got Mike T. Yeah. Yep. Then who else? Who's going to be number three? Mm. That's still left to be determined, to be honest with you. Some people may put... I don't know. It, it's funny because some people may try to put Lance in that spot, but not really. Ah, uh, no, 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 no. Lance you know what I mean? It's, it's Lance. You think That's it's Lance? Lance? It's Lance. Okay, okay. It's Lance. Who else? They ain't got nobody else. Lance is dog. Yeah, I mean Lance. Lance might be my favorite. <laughs> just, because, just because he he, he like small like me. He's scrappy. He a dog. He, you know, and he 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 uh, he good with his craft. If you if you small, you gotta be good at what you do. Yeah, perfect and route runner. I mean, great exactly. hands. I mean, he was he was phenomenal. Exactly, and just kind of now like studying them, you know, watching his one on ones from the past and stuff like that. The things that he was doing, how he was creating his separation and route. It, yeah, I like I like Lance for in that top three. Yeah, I like I like Lance in that top three too, and I like so Marcus Coaston, um, Thomas. You said Lance Moore, and then Fort, Phil Grayson. Phil, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be dope. That would be dope if I could get right there. All right, dope, it's long, dope. It's a long road ahead, but let's let's shoot for it. Let's shoot for it, man. All right, here we go. Is 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 uh, we got two more for you. All right, you get a chance to be in an LSU commercial. Would you rather be in the commercial with Tyron Matthew, Patrick Peterson, Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, or D1 the rapper? Oh, I like D1. Okay. <laughs> I like D1. You know, I I, I I like those other guys. I, I have a relationship with all of them. Um, but I just think that that message that D1 um, shares and that he brings – I listened to something he said in the interview today, you know, and he was talking about how God is first, and that's my life, and I put God first before anything, and then it's girls. That's what he said, but I don't know if I want to put girls as my number two, but <laughs> I, 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 would, I would say that, you know, the things that run the world, you know, it's God, women, money. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I like to be in the... Um, a commercial with D1. D1 cool. I, I like D1. Yeah, D1 is real cool, man. We're trying to um so I talked to D1. I do another podcast called Track Stars and D1 came and he was on that set with us, man. And and D1 is dope, bro. Like I love his music, love him as a person, good dude, man. Yeah, great soul. Yeah, actually we going to um try to get him on here too real soon. Okay, for sure. All right, bet. So if you okay, cool. Now, now I know you've only been with the Saints for a little bit, right? But if you were in the Saints commercial, who would you co-star? Who would who would you pick as a co-star? You giving me some options? Or? Oh no, just just go for it. Anybody, you can pick anybody on the team. Oh, right now on the team. Yep. Or of all time. Cam Jordan, he got that. I like Cam. I like I like what he do in the locker room. You know, I like the vibe he got. Cam is. 
I'll be in the commercial with Cam. I think we can create something special. That's dope, man. Okay, okay. Here we go. Hit, hit go to kicker. You ready for it? Let's do it. All right. Ooh. Okay. I, look, <laughs> this, this one for the people. You feel me? Like <laughs> this one for the people. This ain't for me. This one for the people. This one for the people. I think you try you trying to pass the blame on the <laughs> Did the people write this or did you write it? Hey look I'm thinking of the people. <laughs> Alright, let's do it. Let's see. Here, here we go. Would you would you rather raise Ted Ginn for ten thousand or Taysom okay. Hill? Uh Taysom Hill. Okay. I'm gonna win the ten thousand easy. Okay. <laughs> Not I'm I'm just it's not saying I know who's faster out of those two. Okay. You know? Yeah. Who you think faster out of Ted Ginn and uh, Taysom Hill? Man, to be dead honest with you, when I watch Ted Ginn run, it's different, bro. Like, it's just different. Like, he's on, he's, his speed is at a different level. And Ted Ginn went 10-1 ten, ten out of high school. Yeah, it's, it's on a different you know? level. It's on a different yeah. level. So, I got, I got Ted Ginn all day. Yeah, I got Ted Ginn all day, all day in that situation, but I know. Yeah. T- well, yeah, yeah, I'm no. It's it's weird because I see Taysom too, and I know he, I know he can go. Like I know he's Taysom fast. Taysom can go, but track speed is different. We can we, we found that out at the forty yards to go this past week. Both of the guys who were in the finals were track guys. Okay. Yeah, so that's my next question, I, man. Like, like, what was that like? I mean, a bit. Like, they were some of the fastest athletes around, hands down. What was that oh, environment yeah. like? Man, it was dope. It was one of the coolest things that somebody can think of. And the two guys that came up with it, Charles and his business partner, um, they, they're geniuses for coming up with it. I mean, it's kind of bad timing um with camp coming around but yeah. at the same time it's the same type of training that we're doing you know we're running wind sprints you know so um but it's just kind of a risk doing something like that and it's outside of the building you know you can maybe get hurt but nobody did fortunately um but it was just dope being around a bunch of guys from a bunch of different teams coming together to make something unbelievable help happen something new something that has never been seen before the um visual effects of everything the vr you know um it was dope just being around that and those people who put it on um so i, I was excited of being there even though i didn't get to run and you know show my speed off um but it was it was dope do you feel like it has legs? Like, I, I saw a lot of, you know, people following it on social media. You think this would be something that sticks around if they move the date a little bit, you know, further away from camp? This is something that will be big for a long time. The more people that grow, just imagine if Tariq Hill, ooh, you know, ooh, yeah. was in it. Just, just the people that seen it, John Ross has put in, you know, yep. people, more people are going to tune in. Like, this was a first-year thing, and... You know, a bunch of people tuned in, but the more faster people coming in the league, and all, this is gonna be this is it's gonna be big for a, a good little while. So you think this is gonna be that off season thing that people can't wait to see? It, it's kind of like so for for purposes of wanting something to watch. It's perfect timing. The NBA just ended. You know, people are looking for something to watch. 
and boom, you have this. You know, and it's pay per view. NFL games have never been on pay per view. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, that's real. The the thing. So I think it's real cool. I think it's something. I mean, it, I, I want to see him do something different, though. I want to say, let's do like, you know, forty or go forty yards a goal. Um, defensive line style. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see the big boys run. You know what I'm saying? You know, but but that's just kind of ideas. You know, everybody will want to see that type of stuff too. Yeah, no, I'm yeah. look. As soon as you said it, I'm thinking, who's in that? You know what I mean? Exactly. Who's yeah. in that? I'm yeah. thinking who, and I'm thinking Aaron Donald definitely. I'm thinking Clowney. I'm thinking Clowney. Exactly. Maybe having some of those big boys go four or five. So yeah. I'm trying to see them run. I want to. <laughs> I want to see if Teron Armstead still got it. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure Teron got it. Cause I know he Teron shocked everybody it. with his forty. That was crazy. Yeah. Yo, man, it's been absolutely fun having you on the show today, bro. Thank you so much for joining us. I truly, truly appreciate it. Um, for those of, of you who are out there, you don't know Cyril Grayson, man, get to know Cyril Grayson. I um, mean, cheer for him. Look, I'm going to tell you this right now, Cyril. You're going to be one of those camp darlings, like, and, and, and understand what I'm saying. And I think you understand. When, when you show up, people are going to be out there cheering for you, wearing your jersey, like at least, you know, wanting you to come over and give autographs. You're going to be that guy at camp this year. Are you ready for that? I'm, I'm ready for whatever this journey has for me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> whatever it has, I'm embracing it. Um, if it's positive, I'm embracing it. If it's negative, you know, it, it can stay away from me. We're not, we're not worried about that. Positive vibes only. <laughs> um, and, I mean, it's, it's a great ride no matter what. Yeah, it's, it's going to be dope, man. And I honestly can't wait to see you play, Doc. Um, thank you so much for joining us, man. One more time, tell the people about well, tell the people the name of your nonprofit and how they could be of some support to you. Maybe it's just by telling young men about it. Maybe it's just by you know kind of getting people's you know ear ready. Just tell us the name of your nonprofit and then just kind of how we can help if if there's any way to do it. Um, the nonprofit is Project No Limits, and that's N E A U X Limits with an S at the end and. Um, we're just getting rolling, so um, y'all can follow me on social media, um, and I'll start posting things about it, things in ways that you might be able to help or contribute or tell somebody about it. And my social media handle is um, underscore CHO1, that's the number one, S-E-N, and that's Instagram, and that's what I post on mostly, so you can follow me there, and that's what I'll do that. Um, and if you have any questions, you can direct them to my PR lady, Brandy, um, and her link is in my bio. Awesome, bro. We we love to pray for people here. How can we keep you lifted in prayer, man? Um, definitely just want to pray for health. I want to pray for my family, my friends, and continual growth um, in every facet of my life. Thank you, man. We truly appreciate you joining us. All right, y'all. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. Absolutely. We've been on with Cyril Grayson of the New Orleans Saints. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you want to support the podcast, all you have to do is find us on MTMV Sports on Apple Podcasts and just go ahead and leave that five-star review, and we would greatly appreciate it. We love you. God bless you. Have a good one.